Hey, Julian, how many podcast listeners are there? Crazy that you asked me that, TJ, because I was just reading eMarketer. And in an article in February of 2020, they projected that there will be over 105 million podcast listeners. And in 2024, they're saying there's going to be over 135 million. Now, Infinite Dial is saying that 70% of the U.S. population has listened to a podcast. And that number is only sure to be growing from there. At least we hope. This is the Pod On Podcast. We're your host, TJ Bonavitura, that's me, and Julian Lewis. That's me. As founders of a podcast media company, we had to start a podcast. So join us each episode as we and our guests drop knowledge on podcasting for you, the curious and scrappy podcaster. <laughs> on this episode of the Pod On Podcast, we're talking about defining your audience the importance and why everybody should do this and why it's often skipped over. All right, Julian, I'm throwing it over to you. Couple Collective, talk to me about when you got started, is this something that you did? And what did you do to ensure that each episode is gonna be built and created for your audience? From the jump, no, honestly, um, I did not define my audience. Actually, I, I technically did. I defined my audience as actually me because I wanted to understand from couples what made their relationship successful. And so I saw myself as an observing participant. However, as I got feedback, I did start to define my audience and really understand that, you know, I could help both singles and couples with the pain points that they go through when starting or growing a relationship. And that's because Couple Collective is interviewing people who are in relationships. So that makes a lot of sense. On the last episode, we talked about pod fade and we talked about planning out your episodes. A lot of planning starts with who your audience is going to be. I think often when we have our clients come in and they're thinking about defining their audience, they're thinking about demographic information. So things like gender, race, age, that's not necessarily what we're talking about here, is it, Julian? No, definitely not. And in all honesty, oftentimes when people come in here, they start so broad, but in all reality, you want to hone in on your topic and how that's going to bring value to a particular group of people who are going to want to continue to engage and are going to want to learn more in the cadence in which you're releasing your podcast. And let's talk about the Pod On Podcast, our show here. We think that there is a lot of people who would like to listen about podcasts. There's a lot of people who, who are interested in podcasting, but we narrowed it down to two different adjectives around our audience, curious and scrappy. And so we had a whole whiteboarding session and making sure that each episode that we record and each show that we produce is going to be focused around those curious, scrappy podcasters. And again, those could be individuals. Those could be people who have pod faded and they've come back. They could be corporate partners who want to create a show or episodes for their internal audience. Yeah. And I think they're, they're curious because they want to learn more and they want to perfect their craft of podcasting. And they're scrappy because most likely... They've started in their closet, they've started in their bedroom, and they want to improve the quality of the show that they're going to put out there. That's a really good point. So when it comes to planning all of our episodes, we ask ourselves a very simple question. How is this going to pertain to the Curious Scrappy podcaster? In our episode outline, it's always the first thing we ask, and it's always part of our theme of that particular episode to ensure that we're always making sure the content is going to be relatable to the Curious Scrappy podcaster. And I think to that point, TJ... I remember a conversation that we had about a particular guest that we wanted to have on the podcast or I wanted to have on the podcast. And the first thing that you said to me was, okay, how are they going to be able to address the Curious Scrappy podcaster? And to your point, it's at the top of our doc. And it's important that whether it's us talking about a topic for 15 minutes or we're bringing somebody on to dive a little bit deeper, that they're adding value to that audience. 
Exactly. And some good exercises to do here. We whiteboarded, write down on a piece of paper, if you and your co-host separately talk about, if you want to talk about Star Wars or Star Trek or women's rights, whatever it may be, write down some adjectives that you would define your audience and who you want to listen to. As we stated at the beginning, there's over a hundred million listeners a podcast today. So rather than trying to capture the broader, larger audience, think less about the quantity and more about the quality. Yeah. And I think when you talk about quality, it's the quality of engagement. And I liken it to the influencer space in terms of marketing, right? There's these influencers who have huge followings, but their engagement is relatively low. And so oftentimes brands, they're looking for micro or nano influencers who have engagement rates closer to 20% versus somebody who has a huge audience, but has like one or 2% engagement rates. So think about it in that context. In addition, when you start to do other activities in tandem with your podcast, like sell merchandise or use tools like Patreon or any of those other third-party platforms that's going to help you earn money somewhere or the other, that's going to be easier for you to grow when you have a listener that is more engaged with what you're doing versus trying to acquire someone new. Yeah, definitely. And, and the one thing that I do want to point out, TJ, is that when you start and you define your audience, make sure that you're listening to your audience as well. As much as you want them to listen to you, make sure that you're listening to them. So on your social channels, make sure that you're asking for feedback. At the close of your episode, make sure that you have a place where they can reach you so you can get a better understanding of the type of content that they want. I think podcasting platforms out there today, they do a decent job of giving you analytics, but again, it goes back to like that demographic information and really what you wanna know is who are these people and what types of content are they engaging with? And is it something that I want to continue to speak to or do I want to pivot to make sure that I'm hitting on the topics that they're most interesting in? That's a great point because then you'll find out that those quality listeners will give you that feedback. They'll tell you they want to have somebody on the show. They'll tell you what they didn't like about a certain episode. And they're going to be sort of your North Star or guiding light in how to take the podcast forward. In addition to polling your audience directly, if you start to build an audience on like Facebook or Instagram or even Twitter, for instance, you do have the ability to look at their insights and you could start to understand, okay, what are the interests that those individuals have and what are the adjacent interests and do those things fit with the type of content that you want to put out there? And, you know, if you want to go at one level deeper, you know, if you have certain keywords that kind of align with your audience, put those into Google, look at Google trends and try to see like, are there adjacent or closely uh, related topics that you can touch on that will excite your audience. Now, when it comes to our corporate partners out here, or when it comes to our corporate listeners out there, this is still something that you want to try and, and narrow down, even though you know the listeners are going to be your employees. Yeah, definitely. You have to think about the different disciplines, right? So if you're creating a podcast that's going to be centered around your engineers versus your sales team versus your product people, you want to make sure that you're speaking their language. Um, and so understanding who that audience is can go a long way. Exactly. And if you have a podcast where your CEO or an executive is being interviewed, think about more from the employee perspective versus the executive perspective. I think oftentimes what we see, and this is a very common use case amongst our corporate partners, is they want to just get the CEO's voice or the executive's voice out there, but they're not really taking into consideration what the employees want to hear. It's more or less our CEO's talking, we all should be listening. If you can kind of take an approach of really understanding who your audience is from an employee perspective, it will really create more engaging content and will make your podcast more successful within your company. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of tech companies, you know, we're in San Francisco, so we get exposure to a lot of tech companies. And a lot of them do a great job of having Q&As with their CEOs, um, which is a great format or a great platform for your employees to be able to ask questions. But maybe, you know, once the CEO has given their kind of overview of the business and then gone into Q&A, maybe you don't need all of that content to live into a podcast. Maybe instead, the CEO can go back and record for five or 10 minutes and say like, here are the highlights of the topic for today. And here's a little bit more on the questions that were asked and how we're addressing those questions. Great point. Same thing with learning and development too. Everybody that goes on, we've all experienced within an organization when you're either onboarding or you're learning something new, that it's pretty cookie cutter for the most part. Think about creating more L&D opportunities for your listeners based off their roles. So you mentioned different disciplines within the organization. Maybe you want to do some learning and development for engineers specifically. Maybe it's going to be for marketers. Maybe it's going to be for salespeople. Whatever it may be, think about coming at a different approach for those each individual disciplines rather than the broader company itself. So let's quickly recap. There's really three things. First, whiteboard and establish who you think your audience is. Second, stay away from demographics. I know it's appealing to look into the podcast analytics and it can be helpful, but really try to go a level deeper. And third, make sure you get direct feedback from your listeners. As much as you want them to listen to you, you have to listen to them as well. Pot on. Every episode of the Pod On Podcast is produced and edited by Studio Pod Media. For more information about our work and our clients, go to studiopodsf.com. Shout out to Gary Oakland for the fire track. Gary O!